Today, three young professionals in business aviation share how they found their places in the industry and how they're now helping others along their own career paths. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. We all have our own unique story about what drew us to aviation and of how we became involved in business aviation specifically. If your story is anything like mine, you didn't take the most direct route to where you are today, and it probably didn't even occur to you at first to consider business aviation as a potential career. I fell into the aviation industry almost by accident. To start as a kiddo, I wanted to be an astronaut. Jessica Belcher is a sales and marketing executive for exclusive aircraft sales and president of Stars of the North, the Minneapolis area chapter of Women in Aviation International. So as a child, that was one of my many uh, target careers. But as I got a little older and was a junior senior in high school, a lot of my friends are getting their first jobs. They're in the mall, they're in fast food, they're at the movie theater. But I myself was tired of asking my parents for money to go to those movies or to go hang out with friends. So I'm like, well, maybe it's time that I also get my first job. I found out about a job opening at the local FBO, which at the time I had no idea what that was, but they needed nights and weekend help at their front desk as a CSR. So I applied for the job, got the job, and because I was thinking maybe this astronaut path could be the thing for me, why not go learn about aviation firsthand and also make some money in it? So it was just kind of a foray into maybe this could be my future. So I started there as a 17, 18 year old, learned all about the industry from a busy FBO. Um, They did flight school, charter, maintenance, anything you would expect from a full service FBO. So I learned immediately from the beginning, all of these awesome opportunities from an industry that I did not previously know even existed. Fast forward till now, I'm still in the industry, have been almost my entire career, fell in love with all of it. For Jordan Scales, Associate Aircraft Manager for Clay Lacey Aviation, it was a fortunate epiphany that led him to aviation. Growing up, my dream was to be a roller coaster engineer. It's a pretty far, far out goal there, but um, I just love everything about about roller coasters. As a kid, would spend all my time um, on Roller Coaster Tycoon. Um, I've always had an engineering mindset and am uh, very much infatuated with design. Um, however, when it came time to choose a college major, I had to uh, had a bit of a heart to heart with myself and determined that. Math really wasn't my forte. As much as I love design and and how things work together, um, signing up for five years of intensive engineering mathematics probably wasn't the best route for me. And as I watched my engineering friends in college cry during their thermodynamics class, I, I was very much reassured in my decision there. But I was on a flight, I believe I was 16 years old, from Orlando to Atlanta and was thinking about you know, what I wanted to do with my life. And I uh, was thinking, you know, what is, what's similar to being on a roller coaster? And as I'm sitting in this seat of this, of this airplane, I just had this light bulb moment. And it was, and it was like, well, uh, how about being a pilot? You know, being on a plane is about the closest that you can get to being on a roller coaster in terms of the speed and the experience of G-forces and the opportunity to travel the world sounded very attractive. And so I, I landed and told my mom that I'm, I want to be a pilot. And she just kind of threw her hands up because she had no clue on how she was going to be able to make my dream as a pilot um, come to fruition. And so she 
put me in a couple uh, local um, ACE Academy uh, camps, summer camps. And after my first discovery flight, I was completely hooked. And so I started uh, looking at aviation schools, ended up uh, joining uh, Auburn University's uh, pilot program, ended up diverting from the pilot aspect of things, uh, but was still completely in love with aviation and, and switched my major to aviation management. Uh, the following summer, I believe, was, was what really solidified things for me. I was fortunate enough to intern um, here locally in Atlanta. Spending a summer in a hangar of multiple Gulfstream aircraft and um, watching how meticulously they were maintained and the missions that they ran, it just solidified that, wow, you know, I, this is an amazing industry around, uh, surrounded around just amazing products. And this was a, a career field that, that I, I very much had to, uh, had to establish myself in. My third guest today is Kristen Stimpert, a commercial CFI and first officer on the Pilatus PC-12. For Kristen, aviation represented a chance to start over. My mom was a flight attendant for United. Uh, she started in 1967 and she was 18 years old and really cool. She she worked for the company for almost 40 years. And so I grew up flying from a very young age and spent days, weeks, probably in airports. And so I've, you know, I've had aviation in my blood and it's been a part of my, my life as, as long as I can remember. I always thought that I would want to get into it, but I never really, I guess, thought it was possible. Um, I ended up going to college and got a business degree, changed my major five times, ended up with business. And and then out of college, I, I, I fell into the events industry in wine country in California. And for 12 years, I completely immersed myself in that world. I, I built my own company um, and did a lot of business consulting and business development for different companies in the area to help build brands and, and businesses. And then in 2017, Along with my parents and my brother, we lost everything we owned in the wildfires out here. And I was felt very lost and confused. And I, I sold my company. I was like, you know, I, events don't bring me joy anymore. And this isn't what I want to spend my life doing. And sold, I, I sold my company and I took six months to travel and heal basically my heart. And when I came back, I was, I would say, the clearest I've ever been in my whole life. And I just knew it was like this light bulb. I was like, I've always wanted to be in aviation. I've always wanted to be a pilot. Let's do this. And so I I started, I totally immersed myself. I started flying and in a year and a half, I did my private instrument commercial CFI um, with a part 61 school here. And I got a job at an FBO working the front desk, soon became the assistant general manager there and just, you know, totally immersed myself in this world. And then I only was actually, I've only taught for about six, six months. And then I, with 400 and I had around 20, 450 hours. I just started a job a month ago um, working for a local um, 135-91 company, um, AirSF, and I'm, um, I'm flying right seat in a Pilatus. And also I actually got, I was offered a full-time position, so I'm flying right seat, and then I'm also doing business development and helping on the dispatch side as well. That's an incredible story, Kristen. Was there something in particular that drew you to business aviation? Well, I've I've never been a corporate gal in terms of in the sense of like working for a big corporation. Um, I did that right out of college, and I, I just didn't feel connected to them. You know, I, I wanted some a company where I could feel like I had a direct connection with the owner and felt more valued in that sense. For me, that was a better fit. So when I started working at the FBO, I honestly didn't even know about corporate aviation. I kind of just knew about the airlines from my mom, but I was like, oh my God, there's this whole other side of aviation where, you know, there's these companies where you can really have an, a big impact. And for me, what's awesome is I'm able to combine my business background 
with my flying and be an asset to my company in that way. What made you decide on business aviation, Jessica? I kind of just fell into it, you know, with my job as, as in the FBO as a CSR, just kind of getting to know the industry and learning about all the opportunities that are here. And, and just to continue with what Kristen said, it's very much a small family, so to speak, where you know each other. It's a very small world within aviation. And I feel like within the business corporate side of the industry, it's even smaller then when you include the commercial side of our, of our industry, and, and I love those guys, uh, the commercial operations and, and aviation industry are phenomenal, but I, I just, I fell in love with this one initially, and I feel like that's where I belong. It's just a very tight-knit, small community, and I love that. We're not just a number here. We get to know everyone on a first-name basis. What about you, Jordan? Honestly, it was, uh, it's the product itself. You know, as I shared earlier, you know, being in that hangar around those Gulfstream, that really excites me as someone who loves design. I mean, if you look at the body lines of uh, most business jets, it's, it's really just stunning. I mean, they are just magnificent works of art and it's just magnificent. But the, the fact that we're able to make a global world local, you know, the fact that you can experience so many different locales, you know, through this industry and come across so many diverse individuals uh, was something that just really intrigued me as, as someone who's very much a, you know, a people person. More than not, you're working for a smaller organization when you're working in business aviation. And so to be able to really see um, the impact of your of your day to day affect you know, the bottom line of the uh, of, of whatever business you're working for. And, you know, to be just you know two steps removed from an aircraft, uh, no matter what discipline that you may work in, was some, is something that that is just really unique to our industry. Um, when I was working at Bell Helicopter uh, and, and the time that I spent at Textron Aviation, uh, it was just so invigorating, you know, be working at your desk and then you look over your shoulder and you just see an aircraft take off and just know, seeing that aircraft take off and knowing how it's directly applicable to whatever it is that you're working on in your day to day. It's just it, it brings you that much closer to the business and, and you know, the strategic uh, vision of whatever the company is. And I, I think that's something that's really special. More in just a moment, but first, this message from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, your podcast is ready everywhere. You can download it from iTunes, ask your smart speaker to give you a listen, or hear it in any car with Apple's CarPlay. NBAA Flight Plan, available anytime, anywhere. We're back now with Jessica Belcher, Kristen Stimpert, and Jordan Scales, and our conversation about how they each got involved in business aviation. Jordan, what challenges have you encountered along your career path and how have you overcome them? One of the challenges I faced when entering the industry was that of ageism. Like very many other young professionals just entering the industry, I served in roles which were far beyond the scope of, of my original job description. Um, I, I've worked in capacities that were and worked autonomously in ways that were very much on a director level, but um, you know, still receiving um, you know, entry level compensation. And so um, you know, that's something that, that you kind of have to deal with, you know, being new to any kind of organization and you, you, have to, you have to, you know, sharpen your teeth a bit before you get some of those larger opportunities. But it can be unsettling uh, when, when you're first approached with it. And this industry is one that very much values network and, and proximity. But the largest challenge, I would say, and something that was kind of alluded to earlier was, you know, there are so many opportunities that exist within the space, our, uh, our industry. Um, however, 
when you first get into it, you just you just don't know what you don't know. And so as someone who likes to create a lot of structure around their life and trying to plan out your five year plan, it was hard to really set what that what I wanted to be at that five year mark, because you know I, I think this is what I want to do. But, you know, there are so many other opportunities that are out there. My career trajectory is vectored in various different ways, and I'm, I'm very content with where it is now. But five years ago, I couldn't have told you that I would be in the, in the position that I am. But uh, you take every opportunity as it comes and you network and, and you just try to put yourself in, in the best position possible. What about you, Kristen? I really like what, what Jordan said in the end there. He said, you don't know what you don't know. You know, I, I got into this and I was like, okay, I want to be a pilot. But what does that look like? You know, and, and how do I get there? And I think one of my challenges was the same that a lot of pilots specifically encounter is it takes a lot of money to get there. You know, this was a second career for me and my parents already put me through college and they're like, okay, you're on your own, you know? It's a catch 22 because you have to get the hours to get a job, but you have to pay for to get those hours, right? And so, you know, I just, I think that you, you know, you put it all out there and you give everything you can and where there's a will, there's a way. I was given two scholarships through the 99s organization that definitely helped. And, you know, I worked really hard at the FBO as much as I could. And, you know, you just make it happen. And I think that the money piece is, is a challenge for a lot of people, but there are so many scholarship opportunities out there. And I, I know right now specifically a lot. So I would definitely recommend um, looking into that and, and just know that there is a way to do it and to make it happen if it's something that you really want to go after. Have you encountered similar challenges, Jessica? I have a couple. The first one being as you come into an industry that is as broad as business corporate aviation, there are so many pathways a person can take. And it's hard sometimes, almost overwhelming to try and narrow yourself down into something that will fit. Uh, it is a beauty of the industry that there are no two same paths. Nothing is cookie cutter, um, which is a fabulous thing, but can be overwhelming. So um, I think for me getting into the industry, it was, it was hard sometimes just to swallow my own nerves, to be able to just walk up to someone and say, you're doing this, I find this interesting, phenomenal. I want that. How do I do it? I consider myself to be a very introverted extrovert sometimes, and it can be difficult to just walk up and talk to someone. But um, as was mentioned previously, and one of my favorite aspects of this community and industry is networking is huge. Talking to people, getting to know them, figuring out not only how someone can help you, but then turning that table and learning how you can help someone else. You know, none of us really kind of got here just on our own. It was a lot of connections and conversations and figuring out what might work. So I think that can be a challenge sometimes just to start those conversations to get yourself out there. The other challenge that I'd like to speak on just for myself is that I'm not a pilot. And for a long time, that was kind of something that I would keep quiet about when talking to people that I'm in aviation where I've been for most of my career and I've been able to do some very fascinating, interesting things within my time in the industry, but wouldn't necessarily lead with that. But just in the past few years, being a volunteer with NBAA, with the Minnesota Business Aviation Association and volunteering with our Women in Aviation chapter, I get to lead with the fact that I'm not a pilot as a benefit to myself as, as a uh, professional to say, yeah, I'm in this industry. I'm doing all these awesome things. And no, you don't have to be a pilot. And again, I'll say all due respect to our pilots of the industry. You guys are vital, incredibly important, but I'm proud that I get to represent myself and the people that are maybe not as forefront um, within the aviation world. So I'd say that was a challenge as well, just for me personally, but then to get to be able to share that with others too, to help them speak up maybe when they don't feel like they could. 
And that leads right into another important part of launching a business aviation career, mentorship. Jessica, have you had mentors to help you along your career path? Absolutely. I've had hundreds. You know, and I think we use the term mentor and it feels very structured. It feels very black and white and it's almost a professor pupil sort of conversation. I don't think that that has to be. I think you can mentor a person as you're sharing an elevator with them. So I I, I would say, yes, I have had hundreds of people who've helped me and that kind of helps drive my passion as well to take that energy and to pass it on to the incoming younger professionals um, of our industry. I will 100% support what Jessica said. Mentorship often has this very static connotation to it, but it's certainly not that at all. You you can take bits and pieces from someone who you admire and respect, someone who can just share a quick 10-minute conversation with you whenever you have a question is, is just invaluable. I think mentorship is really paramount in our industry in particular. There's so much ambiguity in so many of the roles and not very much, much of it is documented. Um, I used to be an aircraft broker and you, you can't go to Barnes & Noble and buy a you know, how to sell plane for dummies book. And so you know, having somebody that has gone through the ringer and can, and can show you the ropes can really expedite you know, your, your future success. I believe mentorship is extremely important to the point where with, over the past two years, I have gone out of my way to become a mentor myself. I have three mentees. It's not always, you know, spending an hour on the phone, you know, every day. It's check-ins, you know, once every other week for 15 minutes just to see how things are going um, and just, you know, giving them information that, you know, I certainly didn't have when I was their age. And so if I can do anything to flatten the learning curve for someone behind me, I'm always going to go out of my way to to do so. And, And I tell all my mentees that they owe me nothing but to pay it forward to the next person that reaches out to them for help. Kristen? Yeah, I think that Jessica and Jordan said it. I mean, they can, mentors can come in so many different forms. And I think support in this industry is everything. When I started flying, the biggest support came from my parents. You know, I had a lot of hesitation in in spending all this money. And I remember my dad said, Kristen, you got to invest in yourself. You know, this is the best investment you can make. And that's where my support started and then continued to grow from there. My mentors in aviation specifically have come mostly from other people that I've flown with. Um, started kind of with my flight school. The owner of my flight school was incredibly supportive from the very beginning. Was always there with whatever I needed and went beyond, you know, above and beyond to help me. And then my instructors continued to be supportive. They're the ones that put me in touch with my current my current job. So I get to fly with them now, which is incredible. But I also um, am on two boards. I'm on the board of the 99s, and I'm the treasurer for WCA Women in Corporate Aviation. Um, and now I'm feeling like I'm in this whole other world of of women who are supporting each other. And you know, the 99s we 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 talk once a month, but you know, every month it's like, how are you? What are you doing? You you know, tell us what you're up to. And it's just that support that's invaluable. And especially from other women that are achieving so much, whether you're a pilot or dispatch or whatever, you know, area of aviation you're in. I've been incredibly lucky to, to have that support. And I'm now at a place now where I want to kind of be on the other side and become a mentor and, and find some mentees that I can kind of give that back to. How has it felt, Kristen, to move into that mentor role after being a mentee? I'm learning, you know, I kind of thought, well, I only have like a little bit of hours. What could I give back? But I'm I'm realized I'm in the in the same shoes as a lot of people. And so I think I'm in this place where I, I 
oh my God, I have so much to learn, right? And I have so much that I can continue to expand on my knowledge of aviation. And I want to make so many more connections and meet these incredible people that can continue to inspire me. And I think that will always be happening. But I also am in a place now where I want to, if I can, inspire at least, you know, one person even. Like, I want to give back and support. And so... I think it's incredible that, you know, Jordan, Jessica, I know they're already mentoring and I, I would, I, I'm in a place where I'm ready for that. I'm like, okay, you know, let's, let's see what I can start to give back. That's where I'm at now. Jessica, how have you been able to pay things forward and use your experiences to help mentor those new to our industry? I think I've become more open to just sharing about my experiences and what I do um, as a person who just almost always has some sort of apparel or hat or item that mentions aviation or has a plane. I find people will just start a conversation and just say, hey, what is that or what do you do? And that just opens the door. It opens the conversation of, hey, yeah, I do this and this is how I did it. And, and they're just always fascinated like you do what? Um, So even though it may not be a future business aviation person, but it might be someone that says, you know, I can do a discovery flight with a school and I can fly an airplane. So it's an introduction all over the place. So I like to think of myself as like an aviation ambassador almost and not quite to the on stage, like the Disney perspective of always being ready and excited and able to talk about what I do and what we do. But maybe about 80 percent that. (laughs) Um, But I do. I see that opportunities are everywhere. Jordan, how has it felt to make that transition from mentee to someone now mentoring others? Honestly, there is no better feeling in the world. As I mentioned, you know, I have three mentees. Um, One of my mentees, he's a senior of the group. He landed a a new role earlier this year with a phenomenal grassroots startup company that's doing fantastic things in the industry. And hearing the the excitement in his voice kind of re-energizes me. And uh, one of my other mentees, uh, she's a student uh, with my alma mater, and she just landed um, her dream internship. Through, through that process, you know, I was able to give my two cents and kind of steer and guide um, in the capacity that I can. And knowing that I was just a bit influential in them achieving their goals brings me so much joy. And I, I really pride myself, just as Jessica said, as, as uh, uh, for, for being an ambassador for our industry. And I really pride myself on, you know, uh, championing for this industry every day, you know, trying to create exposure opportunities as early as possible, I think is the best way to uh, put uh, young professionals in, in a uh, prosperous position uh, for the future. Some valuable perspectives from three awesome business aviation professionals. And if you're a YoPro in our industry or someone who's looking to help nurture those who are new to business aviation, be sure to check out NBAA's Young Professionals in Business Aviation program for valuable tips and insights. You can find it at nbaa.org slash YoPro. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.